0: Processing. Start processing. Start processing. Let there be light. My house is your house, and your house is my house. And my house is your house, and your house is mine. My house is your house, and your house is my house. And my house is your house, and your house, and your house is mine. Greg, this eggnog is really thick. <laughs> it's so thick. It's absolutely delicious. It like it poured out like heavy cream. Mm. Oh, it's my ultimate. How much brandy do you have in there? Um, not that much, but it all went to the top. Is Did it? it? I, put I put it Because in. we've been stirring it with a paper clip? <laughs> Freaking idiots. <laughs> oh, <this is> <laughs> but it's absolutely delicious. Oh, God. I'm going to take another sip over. Oh,
1: yeah, this eggnog is really, really tasty. It's, it's go- delicious. It's a Gorelick Farms holiday eggnog. Holiday eggnog. What, said. Said, what
0: makes it, what is the difference between regular eggnog and holiday eggnog? I don't know, read the whole thing on the back. What's the ingredients? Milk, sugar, cream, egg yolk. What? Contains 1% of the stuff. No, that, it doesn't seem like there's anything maybe it's just they're just branding it as a holiday eggnog cuz that's the only oh. time you really drink it. Do they sell it at any other points during the year? No. They okay, don't. They, it's I a seasonal think beverage. Do. Yeah. So why are we drinking eggnog We today? are drinking eggnog because I believe, I don't know, this is sort of an annual tradition for Greg and I. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many years we've been doing it. I want to say it's been close to 10 that we've been doing. Oh, I got to get the other brandy. Doing our eggnog and brandy. But we started this tradition, and I think we took a few years off, but we started this tradition of drinking egg Hold on. Welcome to episode 37 of Champa and Klein, Blow Your Mind. I'm your host, Dave Champa. I'm the other host, Greg Klein. So we started this tradition of eggnog and brandy back in college. It was probably, it was our first semester, so it was probably Christmas 2003? Yeah. Yeah, Christmas of 03. Yep. And Greg and I were sitting in our dorm. We had a big thing of eggnog. We had like the the half gallon of eggnog. And I don't think it was this good brandy either. I don't think it was the Christian Brothers uh no, this isn't Christian Brothers. e This is E&J. We had the Christian Brothers, I think, back in college. Right. And we were trying to figure out what is... We didn't know what the proper ratio was to eggnog and brandy. Correct. And we couldn't figure it out. We love, you know, it was just like we could do half and half, but I think we'd just be completely blitzed out by the yeah, and then by the end of the first. Eggnog. Yeah. And nobody wants that. No, no. Well, I mean, maybe we would have been, it would have given people a reason not to come to our dorms, which people ended up for some reason filtering into our dorm for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people wanted to hang out with us. We were disgusting. But <laughs> so anyway, so what I ended up what I said to Greg was, well, why don't I just call my mom? Yeah, we'll just ask her and he's like, oh, your mom would tell. I remember you asked me this. You're like your mom would tell would tell you wh- how to do them like, again. Yeah, why? I was like, we're I think at this point. I think we were 21 and 22. I was like, yeah. yeah, of course. It's not a big deal. She was like, all right. Mm-hmm. So we had a plan in mind that we were going to call my mother tonight to have her talk to us about this. But time got away from us. My youngest got really sick and I had to keep her home. Um, so we didn't have enough time. So we ended up recording late. It's actually almost 930 uh, and everyone's asleep upstairs including my mother who's asleep at her house but she's just been asleep for like two hours (laughs) anyway so i called my mother that night i was like hey mom i just i have a quick question i was like she's yeah well what's up i was like well greg and i are just sitting here alone and we want to make eggnog and brandy Mm -hmm. but we don't know what the proper ratio is like how, how much brandy how much and so she proceeds to i mean i think i mean I, I'm i assuming she, she had it in her head because she, she doesn't drink eggnog and brandy much. I don't think she likes eggnog. But she was like, oh, so all you really need to do is you really just kind of want to pour in about three quarters of a glass of the eggnog. And from that point, she's like, you really just want to do brandy to taste. She's right. like – You don't want to do too much because if you get too alcoholic, you're going to be completely all over the place. You don't want to do too little because it'll just be like drinking eggnog and you won't taste the brandy. So she's like, usually you go like Mm 90-10, like 90% eggnog, 10% brandy, but then you kind of like add the brandy to taste. And she had a a good gauge for the flavor. Right.
1: Yeah. She said it should taste like butterscotch.
0: Exactly. Thank you. I see. I forgot that part. Yeah. She's like, it should really taste like butterscotch. And so- from that moment on, I remember I hung up at the phone, and I remember you were just like, like flabbergasted that I would call my mother to ask her what to do. Because my mom
1: still denied that I was uh, over
0: 15. Right, right. And I remember you were saying your mother would have been like, well, you shouldn't really be drinking in college, Greg. Right. <laughs> like, and something like that. Then I would have flipped the table, and that would have been it. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I remember that look on your face. You're like, oh, so your mother really just gave us... The proper rate. It was like, yep. So we did it. So we did 90% eggnog. And at that point, right now, we're drinking out of small tumblers. So we're not drinking out of a lot. We were drinking out of full on, like eight yeah, pint eight, glasses. Eight ounce glasses yeah. of, you know. So we did it and we made it into that. From that day, we took a few years off in between college. But from that day forward, every Christmas, we try to do this at least once a year where we have a lovely mm-hmm. glass of eggnog and brandy. And right now, actually, I forgot to bring
1: it in, but in my truck, I could go out and get it. Oh, yes. Is the last bottle of brandy
0: that we purchased ten years ago, perhaps I th- I want to say it was we lived in my my third floor apartment. We probably bought it two thousand six ish, two thousand six, two thousand. I might have, even, I think it was before Kristen and I got married. We got yes, married. It was we got married September of 07. Mm-hmm. so it was probably before that. Yeah. So I'm guessing we're coming up on 10 years we've had that ball and it somehow it ended up at your house and yeah. it's just been up with you now for about 4 or 5 years. So I've got it. Maybe we'll have to finish it off uh maybe for soon. The, maybe episode 38. Let's do it. I don't know if you guys know this, but after this, we're going to record the next episode. <laughs> to yeah. See where that goes. So, another thing that Greg and I have started to do as well, as well as this and this only started probably like 3 or 4 years ago is you know, Greg and I are fans of, like, we, we sort of... We do like horror movies, but, like, we're not, like... We don't like mainstream-y horror right. type of movies. We so like, like movies
1: like zombie
0: Beavers, exactly. So one of the things we started doing was... Which we actually haven't done anything with it this year, but for the last two years, we've watched... Uh, um, I don't want to say it's a it's a little-known film, because I'm sure it's pretty popular, but we try to watch, like, a horror-y Christmas film. So three years ago, we watched rare exports a christmas tale a christmas tale two years ago we watched rare exports last year almost this exact same time last year what are we we're recording it is december 14th so actually this is almost exactly a year ago greg and i met at the theater mm-hmm. and we saw Crumpus. yeah the new movie Krumpus. from last year with uh, adam it's scott Krumpus. david koechner on uh, a really good cast. Um so I thought we would talk a little bit about that. And we'll kinda we'll do a few runners up, but we decided that we were gonna say, should we do rare exports or should we do Crumpus? And I think Crumpus is the more accessible of the two to kind of talk about. Yeah. So we'll touch upon a couple of like honorable mention movies for a few minutes here. Now we're talking specifically Christmas themed horror films. Right. Yes. Christmas themed horror comedy, horror whatever or just straight up like Black horror, not black. You know what I mean. You know, what yeah. I
1: mean, and we'll just we'll just uh, touch on the ones that we're familiar with, or have seen, or or, or are intrigued by. Just, I <laughs>
0: oh my god, I that went down like butter. Man, I just drank that entire tumbler of eggnog and brandy. I gotta slow down, or I'm gonna be in trouble before we even record the next episode. Yeah, and
1: my name's Trouble.
0: <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Anyway.
1: Our shows are just starting to blend together. It's
0: going to be really bad. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the honorable mentions that things that like movies that we sort of worked, at least movies that I was kind of terrified of as a younger as a younger chap, if you will. But let me let me just say that I don't hate traditional Christmas movies. I don't know about you. No, um, I actually love traditional Christmas movies. I you know I watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I've watched it every year mm-hmm. since I was seven.
1: One of, I mean, this is traditional, one of our favorites is, um, uh, I'm going to be an idiot, and draw a blank now, Jimmy Stewart, uh, What's a Wonderful, Wonderful Life. Wonderful
0: Life, okay. That's
1: our like yearly, <laughs> we watch that every year, we love it.
0: Are you, do you know the story about that movie with about, my father and I? About Jimmy Stewart? No. So, my father and I have never watched that movie. Ever? Ever. Okay. And it sort of became a running thing with my dad and I, where we're just like, we're like, no. We're just not going to watch it, okay. ever, ever. I think I think it was a combination of, like, the hype surrounding the film every year and just, like, okay. we're both just being crotchety bastards about yeah, it. you just, a <laughs> just like, nope, I'm not going to watch it. I may eventually watch it, but as of right now, I still have no intentions to watch it. You can't let your watch. dad it's win. You life. have to hold out, too. <laughs> the other one I know a lot of people watch is Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Yeah. Which I've actually also never seen. <laughs> Bless you, Gregory. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. So, yeah, like... Christmas vacation I watch every year. Okay. Um, since it came out, I watch Elf every year. Yes, that's another big one. Um, I, I mean, I have a stack of Christmas movies upstairs that we watch constantly. Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't watch Home Alone two anymore because of a certain cameo halfway through the film. Who's in it? Um, our president elect. Oh, seriously, is in the film. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I just watched
1: Home Alone again the
0: other day, last love, weekend. I love Home Alone. Hadn't seen it probably um, 15 years. It's one of my favorites. There's a couple other ones. I, I like the Jim Carrey Grinch. Yep. Really like that movie. I think it's one of the better re-ma- reimaginings um, of the Dr. Seuss stories. Most of them are kind of okay, but like I think that was a really good one. Yeah. We always watch the original, Charlie Brown Christmas. I never liked it. The Charlie Brown Christmas? I never liked Charlie Brown. You dipshit. I thought I thought it was just meh. Okay, fine. It's like watching a you box come of see- sand. Did you come see me when I did Good Man Charlie Brown?
1: No, I've never seen anything you're in other than Avenue Q.
0: That was a good one. Yeah. Are you going to come see me in my new show? Probably not. Okay, that's fine. We only have six performances. Maybe I will then. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm trying to think of what other movies I have upstairs that we watch constantly. Oh, Polar Express. I know you love mm. that one. That's one of your faves. That's my yearly one. And I think I watched... I, I don't know if I watched it with you, but I definitely have watched that with you, and I think you were the one who kind of turned me on to that movie, and the girls oh. really love it. We're We're actually thinking we might go... Or we actually are going to go on Christmas Eve to the movie theater mm-hmm. to see it. Uh, like to, I think they do a thing with the kids cool. for that movie, so we're going to see that. I love that movie. That's one of my faves. Yeah. Any other traditional?s Before we jump into um, our,
1: I really like. Um, it's I can't figure it out right now. Spencer Tracy and Katharine Hepburn. Who are uh, they? They're they I'm are
0: <laughs> actors. David, I don't know which one you're talking about. I don't know. Singing know. in the Rain. No. Um, uh, fifth Ave- miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. No, that, that one's. Good I too. actually like the remake of that one too. That's yeah. a really good one with um Richard Attenborough. Oh yeah, that's as, not bad. As Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, I think. See, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, and I'm like trying to envision the list of movies I have upstairs that we bring up every year, mm. and I can't remember what they are. So. I guess we'll jump into some of our honorable mentions for the horror. So these are going to range anywhere from like, you know, foreign films to mainstream films. Um, I think, I don't know what happened to the original list of films. Did I delete them off of our show notes? Did you? I must have. You're a freaking stupid turd. I am a freaking stupid turd. All right. So but I love you. Oh, gosh, Craig. So let's start with the first one. Um, we're not going to start with the fir- very first one, but the next one down. I wouldn't consider this a horror movie specifically because it's way more of a comedy. But um, Scrooged with Bill Murray, okay, love. Yeah.
1: I gotta stop. Second time
0: tonight. Uh, Scrooged, nineteen eighty eight. Bill Murray, he plays a uh, like a TV executive. It's basically a, it's a take on the Christmas Carol. Yeah, so he right. plays a TV exec and he's haunted by three spirits basically teaching him all these lessons on Christmas Eve, but yeah. it's obviously like this macabre twist. Benicio um, Del Toro is one of them, isn't he? Is he really? Yeah. Is he? Yeah, I see it. has been a while since I've uh, seen that movie. Um, I like Buster Poindexter as the uh, uh, taxi driver at the beginning. He pulls up okay. the, as the taxi driver. Uh, yeah. I think Carol Kane plays the uh, witch, the the angel. Okay. Um, it's just kind of a good movie, but then at the end like it has a really nice heart to it mm-hmm. as he kind of realizes the error of his ways. Yeah. Um, and Bill Murray is just... I mean, top of his game mm. in that movie. Uh, the next one I have up here, and this one scared the shit out of me as a kid. I never saw it as You've a kid. never seen it as a kid? No. I don't think I saw... Obviously, I don't think I saw it when it was released, because I would have only been two, but Gre- yeah. Gremlins, mm. it was PG. This is another instance of a movie that was rated PG that should have been probably R. Yeah. I mean, it was intense. It was graphic. It was bloody. It was violent. <laughs> I mean, the the... The gremlins, they were just terrifying. Like yeah. they were scary, spooky, creepy little terrifying things. Terrifying monsters. Like when Gizmo has the water spilled on him the first time, yeah. and his, like his skin and fur starts bubbling. bubbling over. Yeah, and he just, like starts like spitting these like fur balls all scary. over the room. Yeah, she scared the crap out of me. And then this like with the, um, <clears throat> she puts the gremlin in the microwave. Yes, and, it and he blows, blows up. up. It freaking blows up. Yeah, she, yeah. She puts the gremlin in the gre- and the gremler. <laughs> And the grembler. <laughs> she puts the gremlin in the blender. God, the
1: grembler. <laughs> I'm not cutting that. I want some grembled gremble.
0: Could you give me some of that grembler? I'm not cutting that out. No. Absolutely not. Um and then the gremlin, doesn't one of the gremlins chase the mom with a chainsaw? I think so. Throughout I the house? I haven't seen it in years. I mean, it's just, it, it's
1: just. But no, it's not a kid's movie by any means. No, absolutely it's not. It's so, so, so It's about scary. as much of a kid's movie as Hellraiser.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would never show my kids that at this age. (laughs) No. I was probably six or seven when I saw it. I probably saw it in like the early 90s. That's terrifying. And then I remember Gremlins 2 showed up, and it was like a completely, like, it was like a lighthearted, there was nothing scary about it. Well, it was like,
1: you've seen it. Key and Peele episode, yeah, where they talk, yeah, where they make the Gremlins two pitch and they change it all up and just make it into what it turned out to be in a
0: real movie. It's yeah.
1: like these concepts are obscene and stupid. Yeah, oh, they made a real movie out of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was just such a cool. The second one was such a cool movie, and I just love that. Like Christopher Lee, mm-hmm. Christopher Lee was in that movie. There were some really uh, great cameos, but yeah, the original Gremlins,
1: jeez,
0: scared the crap out of me. Oh, I, sure, I can't, I can't envision, couldn't imagine, like. A worse movie to watch when you're seven <laughs> years old. Um, what we got? <clears throat> this one I've never seen, but you wrote it. I haven't seen it either. It was Saint? It was a. Oh, it's a horror movie from 2010. Yeah, Dutch film. It depicts Saint Nicholas as a murderous bishop who kidnaps and murders children when there's a full moon on December 5th. It looks great. I think we have to. Might we may have to add that to the rotation.
1: Yeah, I absolutely want to see it I and, and you know I've, I remember it I every time every year Christmas rolls around I start looking up these films again yeah and I've never seeked this one out and I definitely have to go find it
0: I think it's on Netflix I'm not positive we'll but have to watch we it. may have to find that one Saint um so the next couple we I, I, I must have deleted these so I guess we'll just jump into is that even possible I don't know because I'm an idiot I'm sorry Greg oh so the other one that I did put down there was um The Silent Night Deadly Night films. Yes. Oh yeah, you had a ton of those on. 1 there. through 5? Yeah. And that's where that Garbage Day clip comes from. Garbage, Garbage Day. Day. And he just fires the gun. Uh, basically, it's about like this kid who was abused in an orphanage and he has this irrational fear of Santa Claus because like I think like I feel like he Killed Santa Claus, or he saw Santa Claus like murder his family when he was younger. And so when he gets older and he's like released, he starts seeing Santa every time he sees Santa Claus, he has these visions. Uh-huh. and like these like psychotic breaks and eventually it just goes <laughs> to a point and it gets too far and he goes on a murderous rampage dressed as Santa Claus and he tries to go back to the orphanage to kill the nun who abused him like 20 years prior Sounds sweet. And it carries out over like five films with like all the same characters and it's it's pretty terrible but <laughs> for sheer camp it's 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 quite good. Um this one you wrote what are some of Greg Champa's favorite Christmas films? Yeah. You you wrote that down um anything involving an egyptian christmas? <laughs> yeah, I don't think there are any films that have to do with egyptian christmases. Um I can tell you that Christmas Vacation is one of my father's favorite christmas movies. Um wouldn't necessarily consider this a christmas movie but Planes, Trains and Automobiles is a holiday themed film. Oh yes, yes. which he also loves. Um that's the great
1: <clears throat> um um rant that uh steve the no, best
0: one of the best rants in any in any movie why can't i steve say martin. steve martin God. yeah i was gonna say steve murray steve murray I'm or steve a freaking, or steve candy just a shithead john martin and steve candy yeah and, <laughs> and bill candy <laughs> and bill candy so here's one <clears throat> that actually greg and i sort of unearthed underneath we found it under a pyramid yeah a couple years ago um we were kind of saving this for this moment because we were waiting, and we figured that this would be the right time to do it because it sort of was kind of a Christmas e Christmasy movie. Well, I don't know if it was Christmassy because there was no snow, but we're pretty sure that these were reindeer in the film clips. Um, they looked at least they when they they when they were alive they were reindeer, <laughs> right? So I, we can only assume it was. So you guys remember from episode twenty four. God, I can't believe we're bringing this back up again. I well, it's cannot such, it's believe It such a uh, landmark movie. It is. So, we talk about the film Rubbish Bin. Mhm. <laughs> I'm not going to get through it. So, we talk about Rubbish Bin. <laughs> so, we found like this Rubbish Bin Christmas th- episode, I mean, yeah. or like it was like an ex- it was like a director's cut. Um, it's mostly the same footage, except now there are forty extra minutes. Forty extra minutes. So we had a sixty-eight minute movie. We add forty, so we're up to like yeah. So it it, it adds a lot, mm-hmm. and it's basically just, I, can't, <laughs> I can't.
1: It's even it's, it, it. It, it, it's, it's uh, pretty much the same, except for the uh, the actors, the uh, the Caucasian actors dressed as Egyptians <laughs> are crapping on a reindeer. <laughs>
0: Can't do it.
1: You can't say it. You can't I say can't it. Can't
0: even say it. This it's, is like the I, fifth time we've done this. It's such an absurd movie, but it's true. It is. So yeah. So we have. Don't. Okay, I'm let you finish drinking your. <laughs> so yeah, it's like 40 minutes of Egyptians pooping on reindeer. Right. And that's it. And that's on, it. On reindeer carcasses. It's the same music, just looped over and over and over again. I'm not going to play it or spare us. We're going to spare ourselves from listening to it again. Well, so I remember that terrible. film we
1: reviewed, Dead Horses?
0: I do remember it Dead Horses. It was
1: Fe- like dead horses, only reindeer that were being crapped on. Thunderfeather? Thunderfeather. Oh, Thunderfeather.
0: And remember, remember
1: Horse Meat? Oh, yeah, Horse Meat. That was a great <laughs> film, too. Anyway. Right, Dead Horses was a civil war documentary. Horse meat was Thunder Feather. Horse meat was Thunder. When they killed the yeah, yeah, and
0: so but there were no Egyptians shitting on reindeer in that film. No. Anyway, <clears throat> let's move on to the let's move on <laughs> to the main event. Oh, so the Krampus. film the film that we're talking about today is is Crumpus from two thousand fifteen. It's uh basic sum up of the film is a boy uh name is Max, uh, right? Yeah. Max he has a pretty terrible Christmas terrible and his family sucks he basically wishes that his christmases will be like they once were and basically he wants it to be christmas the way it was right it's he, like i want christmas to be the way it was forever
1: yeah he tears up his note to santa and throws it out
0: so what that ends up doing is he accidentally summons a demon named Crumpus. yep to his family home now let's give a little bit of backstory on who Crumpus is yeah, Just for the uninitiated, although I'm sure... Although the movie did really well, so I bet a lot of people saw it. Right. Um, and everyone in, in Europe will know who Krampus is. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So Krampus is... I want to say... Do you remember what na- nationality he comes from? Scandinavia. Scandinavia. I mean, Krampus is basically like the antithesis Austrian. of Santa Claus. He's the absolute opposite of Santa Claus. Whereas right. Santa Claus rewards the good little boys and girls who are good children all year round, he rewards them with gifts. Right. 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 So on the opposite end of that spectrum, the... Cr- I'm going to grab this paper clip here so I can uh, stir, stir my... Stir- the Crumpus is the opposite in which if little boys and girls and don't do what they're supposed to do by listening to their parents or doing good things all year, Crumpus is summoned to their home to kidnap the children and murder them. Put them in a sack, beat them, and, yeah, pretty much take them away. And it's up to interpretations. There are certain ways, like in this film, when they are kidnapped, they're thrown into a pit of lava, uh, if I recall correctly.
1: Yeah, just a big burning hole.
0: Basically a big hole. It it appears to be some sort of a fire hole. Um, So this kid- I know what it is. What is it? It's a hell mouth. It's a hell mouth, yes. So- He accidentally summons the Krumpus into their home, and what transpires over the rest of the movie is this family basically being terrorized by not only the Krumpus, but all of his minions. Yeah, his little devil. His little demons, which to me were probably some of the most effective scenes, with the exception of, and I thought this was the goofiest scene in the movie, with the exception of the gingerbread men in the kitchen. That was goofy, but it was funny. It was funny, but it kind of took me out of the real, the, like the, I, I hesitate to say realness, because it's not real, but like yeah. that scene in the attic. That was that Scary scene scared the crap uh, scare the crap out of me, but it was very intense and very effective. And it kind of took me out of it when you see these like goofy little gingerbread men with like big teeth like running around, <laughs> Like <laughs> chasing these people yeah. over. Yeah. So he ends up summoning the crumpus. Now, like I said, the whole movie is them sort of being terrorized by these demons mm-hmm. throughout the course of the film. And they all I think they all get captured or taken. In some different way, yeah. Pretty
1: much, it's all a little bit different. That some of them get tricked, some of them just get snagged, some of them get attacked out directly. I mean, but one by one, the entire family—I uh, don't know how—ten people, maybe at least, yeah—they all get taken. Right? They all get—they all get taken. They all get taken.
0: <laughs> so we kind of find out a, ba- a little bit of a backstory from the grandmother who doesn't speak. Any English. She's German. She's German. She doesn't speak any English, but she, she kind of recounts the story. Now, I am i don't know how clear you are on the story. I'm very unclear on it because... No, she, the same thing happened to her. So she did the same thing, right? Yeah, she she did the same thing as a kid. Her
1: her Christmases were kind of crappy, and she did the same thing. Um, but I think she was given a second chance. I don't remember exactly now that I think about it, but she got the little Krampus... The bobble. The bobble, I think yeah. it was what it was referred to. The little his little trinket yeah gave it to her to remind her well all right she lost her family but she stayed behind or something he didn't take her i
0: feel like that they cut a deal like she takes he he took her family but she was able to stay behind but she kept that yeah bobble as a reminder of what krumpus is basically capable of right and Um, she had it her whole life so we find that out and so the Krumpus just takes the entire family. And so for me, my favorite sequence in the entire movie is when Beth, I don't remember if she's the, not the sister, the, is she a cousin? Yes. Beth is, she? Her, she's trying to get to her boyfriend's house because her boyfriend never came oh, back. Oh, no, she's his sister. The sister. Yeah, she's his so sister. So she's trying to get to the boyfriend's house. mm so she leaves the house in the middle of the night in this huge snowstorm, and it 's like this burying the snow is burying everyone around her all the power's out powers out it's dark you hear the wind you can just see the snow beating her on the face, and you just keep hearing like these chains clinking and these yeah. just like the the banging and you kind of you don 't see it very often, but you hear these you see these like quick shots of just like something landing on a roof, yeah afar, and right. it kind of like jumps and goes to the next roof and so she 's like running as fast as she can to Get to her boyfriend's house, but she never makes it because what she ends up doing is she hides under a delivery truck, yeah, and we see the Krumpus land like right next to the delivery truck, and he kind of like walks,
1: so he's like he's like a uh he's got goat feet essentially yeah, like these big cloven feet, yeah, yeah, and he's that you see all you see is feet and she's under the truck and he leaves her like a little jack in the box that's slowly unwinding like
0: yeah yes, like
1: counting down,
0: yeah yeah and uh, so when it goes off she doesn't he he comes under and just pulls her out he from just, under the van he just takes her and right? just takes her and that's it She's yeah gone and then i just thought it was like a really well paced scene just yeah. really well done very effective in its intensity um they don't and then they eventually end up wondering where she was and they go to the boyfriend's house. Yeah, and they the family. Get she, there.
1: she never calls. They, they worry about her. And yeah, and they all start looking for her. And that's when the real shit starts happening because they're all, a lot of them are outside and they all start getting like taken
0: one by one. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. I don't know. I just think the, I think if it weren't for the cast who were so committed to the parts mm-hmm. and you know, these are actors who are not necessarily, you wouldn't think them to be like horror, like, No. You know, Adam Scott, who at that point, I mean, he's pretty well known. He was he was in Parks and Rec. He played Leslie Knope's uh, husband, Ben. Mm-hmm. You have David Koechner, who, you know, his most famous part, I think, in my opinion, was Champ Kind from the Anchorman films. Mm-hmm. So you've got all these comedy actors who are in this horror movie, and you're not going to assume that – you assume that they're not going to do – but I think they absolutely crush it. It was great, and I think the 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 um
1: the comparison all the juxtaposition of the humor that these actors could do to the seriousness and the creepiness of this right. made it even more real in a yeah. way,
0: yeah, exactly, and you had like you, like we were talking about that scene in the attic, yeah, when that's where the cre like the the, the angel baby. Freaky the wor- not the worm yeah the Jack in the Box worm the Jack in the Box with like the huge unhinged jaw that uh, just, like, came and, like, out eight, and, like ate everybody or ate one of just, the like, girls dragging the box along the floor oh. in the attic just really effective and really 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 well done yeah and so eventually oh. so eventually what ends up happening is the whole family gets taken right you're about to be taken <laughs> the whole family gets taken leaving Max alone he's the only one left because he's the one who wished for christmas to be the way it was right and he is all alone and basically what ends up happening is i don't know how it ends up working out that he confronts he follows he he, he runs after him does he think
1: he was gonna leave max behind right just like the grandmother was left behind right yes he runs after krempus to like Krampus is there with his little demons and the throwing like terrorizing these kids and throwing them in like their hell pit or whatever. Right, right, right. And he runs up to Krampus and basically goes, Hey, asshole. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says, I'll trade places for my entire family if you take me. Right. Instead.
0: Right. Exactly. So, yeah, he basically he apologizes like he's like he apologizes for like losing the Christmas spirit. And he's like, Yeah, take me instead of my family. And he he hands the he hands the bauble yeah. that his grandmother had given him, um, and he begs him to take to take Max instead of his family because oh. he's like, all I wanted was to experience Christmas the way it was before right. my family started fighting. Yeah, and so my this was this was, I love this because. Uh, Krampus just starts laughing at him and then he just like throws Max into the hell <laughs> yeah mouth. he
1: picks him up and then dumps him and <laughs> he was, takes him anyway and it's awesome because that's what I love about Krampus like once you once you he gets summoned you can't turn it off right you can't even reason
0: with until it. he's done he's not going to stop regardless of like you may think that you're like oh well I wished for my family for my family but not for me no you're part of the family so right. I'm not going to rest until everyone is notice, taken also, care of
1: there was a bit where the grandmother confronts Krampus as well. He Krampus comes out of the fireplace. Yep. And the grandmother's standing there, just like waiting for him, kind of smiling, like, "Okay, right. it's time." Like right. she's waiting her whole life for him to come back. Right. And all he does is he slowly opens his satchel because that's what he does. He throws you in the satchel. Yes. But he opens it for her to get into, so she knows what's going on. He's like, "It's." Uh, it doesn't say anything because it's just a creepy demon goat thing, right?
0: And she just gets in. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Nobody makes it out. I love it. So he throws Max into the pit and then he abruptly wakes up in bed. It's like a sunny day. Boom. The sun's shining. He's kind of confused as to what's going on. And this is why I love this ending. And it's up to interpretation because a lot of people have a a lot of different ways. So spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't seen this movie yet. We're going to quickly discuss the ending here Mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about a few other things. So he runs downstairs and his whole family's back. Yeah. They're all sitting around the coffee table and they're all sitting there laughing and smiling and Max finds a present. It's a little present, like, you know, not very big. He picks it up, he opens it and he finds the bobble Right. That he had given to the Krumpus the night before, He's presumably. Like, what? So kind of everyone just sort of like goes completely silent and they're like horror stricken. Yeah. Like no idea what's going on. So the camera like pulls back as wide as it can go.
1: Like goes through the front window of the house keeps backing up across the front yard and then it goes through like a veil like this w- wobbly looking like
0: right veil and the camera keeps backing up and what do you see it's you see basically that then the family is like trapped in this snow globe and it's one of like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of snow globes that Krumpus yes. has gathered and over the la- however many years he's been around and so this is where it's open to interpretations because people form their own theories as to, like, what that means. Like, mm-hmm. could it mean that Max and his family now have to experience Christmas the way it was forever? Are they trapped in that one moment for the rest of their lives? Are they dead? Yeah. Are Like, so, like, you know, I don't know. What
1: did you? Like, I, I took it as, like, Krampus one. You yeah. Know, and he's supposed to torment you for forever. Right. And so maybe that's the torment. You're stuck experiencing what you wished for for eternity.
0: Right. And while you might think it's probably the best thing in the world after eight to ten times of doing the same thing over and over, it's probably going to get pretty maddening. But you can't do anything about it because Krampus has got you now. Right. That's (laughs) it. (laughs) You know? Yeah. You're in a
1: snow globe in Krampus' lair.
0: You know, what I liked about Krampus, the character, is that you never actually see his face. You do. When you do like you see his face a whole
1: bunch he's wearing a mask though, well it's he- a mask, but you do not I guess it's a mask i I interpreted that as maybe just some creepy
0: oh see I thought I, he guess was I we- didn't know
1: I thought he was wearing a mask the whole time maybe so he like, was
0: you never actually Because you kind of see the horns coming out but you're right like, he's got like the Santa Clausy mask with like the o face okay you're right but you're like right. okay I'll I don't know if that. you ever actually see his face I'll i I, go with I think that. I like that that you never actually see him and that he's also He's not the one who does the terrorizing. No. Which I his, really liked. It's, it's his minions. It's, it's his minions that kind of follow him around.
1: And I want to make a note about the minions. So all, everything in this movie was a practical effect. Other than like
0: other than the gingerbread men. The
1: gingerbread men, or like some atmospheric stuff. Yep. All the, the real creatures and things were real. Right. It was all done by Weta Workshops.
0: Which was I thought was just unbelievable. You don't see movies like that anymore. No. It's it was fantastic. No way. So yeah, so I don't know, that movie to me exemplifies like I think that's like the cream of the crop for like horror Christmas and it did really yeah. well at the box office, you know. Yeah. It was made on a 15 million dollar budget mm-hmm. and it pulled in just about like 60 about 62 million. Huge hit. So it made it made a good and that doesn't that's not even counting like home video sales, right? So I mean, it made a solid profit, yeah. And I thought it was good, and I'm hoping that they just end it, like that's it. Like I don't think they need to make a sequel. How could you make a sequel? Oh, they would find a way to be like, oh, how are these, how do, how are we going to get the family out of? You, you can't. Well, that's the thing, but that's- you lost, and that's the that's the this the stupidity of Hollywood is they'll figure out a way to like write a script where they could tell figure out how to get this family out of Crumpus's reach. Ugh. Right, exactly. It's pretty stupid, Ugh. but. I hope they leave it alone. They better. They, uh, i got to stop.
1: You've got to stop talking. So, that. yeah, I really enjoyed that. Dave's going to melt into his chair over there because he's just been drinking too much eggnog and to get all farty and smelly. <laughs> I,
0: that's, I'm past being farty and smelly, Gregory. Um, now, my question to you is, would you prefer watching this for the rest of your life or Rubbish Bin Christmas? I think, oh, man, Rubbish Bin Christmas or Krampus? Tell me, oh, Greg.
1: Krampus? Would you rather watch Rubbish Bin Christmas or Krampus? I'd rather... I don't know. Could I watch it with you? Yes. I'll watch Rubbish Bin In Christmas. In this room for the rest of our lives. Because I, I think just watching you laugh would be worth it.
0: <laughs> it never gets old. Oh, it never gets old. Um, I'm going to throw my show notes on the floor. It. So, do we have anything else we want to add here, Greg Gray? No, I've had it. Are you uh, Are you cooked out? I'm cooked. All right. So... I think that's going to wrap it for this week's episode. Um, it was a little a uh, little quicker than I thought, but that's okay. So should we give a tease as to episode 38? Oh, 38 is going to be a doozy. Because let's remember that when episode 38 releases, it's going to be Christmas morning. Yeah. <laughs> episode 38 releases <laughs> on December 25th. So y'all better listen. Which is, I don't know if we people should be terrified or just, I mean, I'm planning to publicize the shit out of that episode yeah <laughs> I'm gonna tweet every hour we are going to talk about Christmases of yore
1: Christmases of yore Christmases of
0: Christmas past if you will I think <laughs> um I was gonna read some other notes that we have on the show on um, these episodes but I'm I'm not going to you shouldn't you might have to tune into our bonus episode our mini episode five in the next week or two so you can hear about what Greg and I decided that uh we were going to do t- <laughs> <laughs> what terrible things we we're gonna do to each other over the course of um one night in my office. So uh, anyway. Man, what a weirdo. Greg, do you have anything you want to add to tonight's episode um, before no. we call it? I had a really
1: wonderful time recording the video tonight. Indeed. David.
0: This I'm sorry, I would like to apologize. I'm sorry to my mother that we didn't get a chance to call her. I know I, I told know. you I know I told you we would, mother, but it's now ten o'clock in the evening. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that you'd be really angry at us. If you decided, if we decided that we were just going to call you right now. Also to my father, because if I had called him right now, he probably would have been angry. Right. So, Dad, I'm sorry for you guys, but I'll be seeing you guys soon. Hopefully we can get you in on an episode. Mm -hmm. Next week, tune in. We got a good one for you. Um, For Champa and Klein, blow your mind. I am Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. Guys, have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next week for Christmas.